Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology. Happy Friday, everybody. Today we are going to take a look at Venus in the sign of Capricorn and some of the archetypal meanings of Venus in this sign. Um, we're going to do this through a rewind episode. I don't know if th those of you who are newer to my channel, some of you may already know this. A couple of years ago, I did a series called Planets in Profile where I took Venus and Mercury and Mars through all 12 signs and kind of unpacked the archetypal meaning of each of those planets through each of the signs. Because Venus is appearing right now as an evening star, carrying forth some of the energy of the eclipse that we recently had, uh, we talked about that earlier this week, I thought it would make for a good rewind episode. I like these episodes and I think they're good for people to know about, so I occasionally like to redo them so that you can say, uh, go back and look in the archives and anytime you want to look up, at least so far, Venus, Mercury, and Mars through the signs, you can do that. Once I'm finished with the Tao Te Ching for Astrologers series, which will probably be in the new year sometime, I will probably be returning to this series, but um, I will be going, at least starting with the moon going through all 12 signs. So at any rate, uh, that's what we're going to do for today. Before we do that, let's just refresh a little bit. Venus is going to be in the sign of Capricorn from December 9th. It recently entered Capricorn all the way until January 2nd. And so during that time, again, Venus appearing as the evening star when Venus's recent conjunction with the sun happened during the solar eclipse that we had on October 25th. It, may, it makes this appearance pretty special. And I think part of understanding uh, what Venus is bringing forth, which we did earlier this week through horoscopes, can be deepened by understanding a bit more about Venus and Capricorn. So that's sort of the goal for today. Um, before we, I, I, um, before I transition into that rewind episode, as always, don't forget to like and subscribe, share your comments today. If you have Venus and Capricorn, what resonates or what really hits for you in this video? I'd love to hear that. It's kind of funny to look back at like old Adam several years ago. It's I think this was made in 2018. So it's definitely a little dated, but it's still a good video in my opinion. So I'd love to hear your comments, uh, you know, what you think about it. Uh, transcripts of any of the talks can be found on my website, nightlightastrology.com. And don't forget that right now I'm in the midst of promoting my Kickstarter campaign. Uh, we have 16 days to go as of the time I'm recording this. So just a little bit left and we're still trying to, we're just under, we are just under a thousand uh, that we still need now. We cracked 600 yesterday. We're about 625, 630 um, donators uh, or backers, I should say, at this point. We are trying to reach 1,608 backers by New Year's Eve. So we have 16 days left to go. If you enjoy this channel, the best way you can do that is find the link in the description of this video or the comments section below. I leave a link. And if you click on it, you'll be taken over to the Kickstarter. When you get there, $5, $10, anything helps because part of our goal is just to reach a certain number of subscribers pitching in anything. Um, if we hit our goal, we are pretty confident we'll be able to develop a very affordable donation-based reading service in the year ahead. Um, and so you're helping us reach that goal. You're supporting me and my channel. You're supporting my staff that support this channel. So it, it does a lot of good things. Um, there's a lot of TLC that goes into creating this content every day. Um, the easiest way to just show your appreciation that you get something out of this, if, if you listen to it regularly and it provides something um, beneficial for you in your daily life, whether that's as a student of astrology or a spiritual seeker, whatever brings you to listening to astrology content, you know, you can um, you can pitch in and, and help out the channel if, if it really means something uh, to you. 
Um, when you do that, don't forget you can choose a reward. There's lots of different rewards that we have when you go over to the Kickstarter page, um, ranging from you know the astrology of 2023, individual readings, and don't forget 50% off all of my online classes, which is the best deal I offer all year. If you bundle four classes together, the savings goes up to about 75% off. I have six different classes I offer. Um, you can redeem those whenever you want. You don't have to use them all at once. They're just like coupons for you to take the class um, whenever you want. And so you're you're just uh, stocking up. Remember, every year I'm now offering a new masterclass series as well. So there will be more and more options uh, for you to choose from uh, next year and the year after and things like that. So it's a good, it's good. It's nice to have a four pass class. You can use it whenever you want. It takes the savings up to about 75% off per class. And that really helps us meet our goal as well. So anyway, I thank you so much for all of you who have already, um, uh, who have already pitched in and donated. It really means a lot. And I hope you guys will enjoy this rewind episode today, a little deep dive, uh, into the meaning of Venus and the sign of Capricorn. All right. That's what I've got. Enjoy. So this is Venus and Capricorn. Let's go ahead and take a look. So the point of this series is to give a quick um, profile or understanding of uh, Venus and Mars. Right now, I'm just focusing on Venus and Mars anyway, through the signs. So this episode, we're looking at Venus and Capricorn. Now, um, in every video, the point of the video is to give you some of the simplest and most helpful ways of understanding a planet when it is in any of the 12 signs in particular. And this should give you some basic ways of interpreting the placement in both a psychological archetypal sense and also more specifically within the context of a chart. Now, with Venus in uh, Capricorn, we're talking about a place where Venus is not essentially dignified or debilitated means she's not in her own home, she's not in her own exaltation, she's not in exile or detriment, she's not in fall or depression. So if you don't know the language of ancient dignities, it's really interesting and worth looking into. At some point, I hope to do a series on um, the dignities as well. But for now, all you really need to know is that when a planet is not in its own essential dignity, it relies um, very heavily upon the host. So which planet is the host of Capricorn? Saturn. Saturn rules both Aquarius and Capricorn, but Capricorn in particular uh, is the feminine uh, domicile of Saturn, the feminine home of Saturn. Masculine home is Aquarius. Every planet has both the feminine and masculine rulership. You could think of them as yin or yang, uh, yin or yang. Um, so when you have Venus in Capricorn, first of all, it's the goddess hanging out in the feminine tropical earth sign of Saturn. Uh, so she's in a, a feminine place, an earthy place, a tropical place, and uh, the home of Saturn. What is, let's take a look at what each of those means. Well, first of all, as a feminine earth sign, this is uh, a place where Venus, the goddess, um, is going to do very well. Those element, that, that kind of feminine yin component of Capricorn is comfortable for, for Venus. Venus likes the, uh, the earthy qualities of all of the earth signs um, does well in all of them. Virgo has a little bit of a, a, a tough time. But even with Venus and Virgo, you'll so frequently see people who are just masterful craftsmen, um, craftsmen, craftswomen, uh, and often are just really good with um, uh, the raw earthy materials of a, of a craft or trade, like 
uh, hair hairstylists or I mean I, have, I think in the Virgo Venus and Virgo video I mentioned a hairstylist friend of mine who's very famous and and he's he's Venus and Virgo I've mentioned a um, uh, uh, interior designer that we hired to help build our yoga studio who is uh, Venus and Virgo actually she volunteered um, and uh, Martha Stewart Venus and Virgo so, so very crafty. And even though Venus and Virgo has some troubles in, in Virgo that are particular, um, all earth signs Venus usually gets along with on, on some certain level. Venus during the day is the triplicity ruler of all of the earth signs. So it's a natural, there's a natural elemental fit on some level, you could say, between Venus and the earth signs. Um, the earth is sensual. The earth is naturally uh, produces um, beautiful things and um, is very sensual. It's, it's, it engages all five of the senses. These are things that um, Venus is associated with. The harmony of the senses, pleasing and, and, um, and pleasing environments and um, the topic of uh, making things out of the raw materials that are beautiful or pleasant all Venus related things. Um, Capricorn is so feminine earth sign. Also Capricorn is a tropical sign, which means tropical comes the word tropos, which means to turn. Um, so Capricorn is a sign that represents a turning point in the year, um, which is, you know, fine. The planets, as far as I can tell, don't have any, you know, major problems with the different modalities. There's some exceptions maybe, but, um, what it's referring to is that Capricorn is a sign that often indicates a dramatic or distinct turning point, uh, a pivotal moment in the season, uh, the seasonal flow of the year where a new season is starting. So it has an initiating quality that we often talk about. So you could say Capricorn has a kind of ambitious initiating um, quality to the sign. It's also feminine and earthy. And it's also the domicile of Saturn. So Venus is going to express herself through all of those qualities. Um, what you get from the, the combination of qualities, uh, the best way to really start combining them and get a deeper understanding is to start with Saturn. Um, Saturn is a planet that is, of course, related to winter, old age, death, decay. Um, Saturn is related to uh, the melancholic temperament, contemplatives, hermits, isolation, um, solitude. Um, Saturn is related to wisdom and discipline and maturity and sobriety and respect and mastery. But Saturn is also related to restrictiveness and oppression and uh, being cut off, isolated. It's related to walls and boundaries and the things that are on either side of the wall and the relation is sort of implied by Capricorn or Saturn. You should, I should say Saturn. So when Venus is in Saturn's sign, uh, Saturn's feminine earth sign, um, sometimes you will see a love for things that are sturdy, a love for things that are sturdy, stable, earthy, and sensual. You'll see in the picture that I showed, I showed here is a, a wood carving of a, a woman in a tree. So it has a kind of uh, feeling of something that's beautiful, but that's also very earthy, that requires craft and skill to, to build something like that, to make something like that out of the inside of a tree. It requires craft, it requires mastery, it requires skill, it requires patience, 
it, it requires a long time of focused work to make something like that. These are all Saturnine qualities and um, Venus expressing herself through the lens of Saturn. There's uh, boundaries, something's been carved, something's been shaped into a definite hard form, but it's beautiful, it's sensual, and it's made out of that which is organic and natural. Uh, so you'll find that these qualities often blend very nicely with Venus and Capricorn, um, that Venus and Capricorn can appreciate that which is dark and earthy, uh, exotic and sensual, um, because Saturn is related to um, death, um, but also the, the kind of hard, cold reality of nature, the tooth and nail of nature, and the, the kind of frozen landscape of nature. Death is such a part of nature. We like to see nature in terms of, you know, like dolphins swimming in a pod and rainbows and, you know, and baby, baby whales and things like that, um, which is fine. That's a part of nature too. But Saturn and Capricorn's nature is the wintry side of nature. It's not like Taurus. It's not like cancer, you know, feminine spring and summer signs. It has uh, uh, Capricorn it has more of this uh, feeling of the loneliness of the, the Arctic or the, the tundra. It has the feeling of, you know, the, the bold and jagged uh, rocks on a, on a cliff or a mountainside. It, it has the feeling of a tree gnarled and growing out the side of a cliff. It, it, Capricorn is more rugged, but also natural and also beautiful. And so sometimes what you'll find is a combination of this kind of love of the, that which is pagan, that which is outside the city walls, the outside of the well-kept, nicely ordered, pristine, you know, airy spaces like a Libran, you know, the inside of a, the inside of a courthouse, very Libran, right? They, the inside of a monastery or cathedral has a has a, a clean kind of vibe to it. Um, I guess some monasteries maybe are a little bit more Capricornian, actually, but um, more Saturnine. But you get the idea. So Venus in Capricorn has this way of being in touch with things that are beautiful, but outside the city walls, out in the the pagan countryside, so to speak. And she revels there. She she loves it there. And so th this is how she, she expresses herself through the, the earthy, dark, wintry sign of, uh, of Saturn. So she'll enjoy Saturnine things, earthy, and also tropical things, meaning she likes to initiate. Uh, Venus in Capricorn is uh, a taskmaster, uh, someone who appreciates a good labor uh, or uh, may like to initiate things that are very ambitious and forward, forward looking. Remember that in Capricorn, the sun starts to gradually, uh, the days start to lengthen again. The sun starts to move up in the sky toward the north from being so far into the south. So that rising up gradually from the darkness, um, Capricorn is uh, very content with that. The, uh, the, the growth of the seed below, deep below in the, in the cold of winter. So you have to always acknowledge with Venus and Capricorn a dark side. It's very, very important. And this, finding the sensuality of darkness, the patience, the passion. Remember, passion as a word means to endure, to suffer along with. And so to endure, to suffer, to, to bleed, to sacrifice, 
as one moves toward a, a vision of beauty out of the raw organic material of life, this is something of Venus and Capricorn. Um, and again, where are you getting that most basic consideration from? Reading Venus in terms of Saturn, reading Venus as expressing herself through the world, the, the earth feminine world of Saturn. So in your chart, if you're ever trying to read Venus in Capricorn, you not only want to think about all of these things, but the placement of Saturn always matters a great deal. For example, if you have Venus in, if you have Venus in um, Capricorn, and, but in your birth chart, uh, Saturn is in Sagittarius, right? Or Saturn is in, um, I don't know, Gemini or something like that. Um, wherever Saturn is located in your chart, that's going to give you specific information about how the host provides raw material for Venus. But Venus naturally signifies love, relationships, beauty, harmony, cleanliness, you know, the goddess, women, uh, wherever she's at in the chart, she's going to want to signify those things. But if she's in another house, you got to consider the house topics. If she's in another, uh, the domicile of another planet, you have to consider not only that planet in terms of how she expresses herself, like we've just mentioned, but you also have to consider where is Saturn in the chart because Saturn's going to provide for Venus as though Venus is uh, his house guest. So let's say Saturn is in your 10th house. Whatever Venus signifies, um, she's going through the lens of Saturn and, and she's going to, something about your work, let's say, or your career is going to feed into what Venus is trying to signify in her own position in the chart. So you always, always, always have to think about uh, doing some blending work with whatever the host planet is providing um, your significator with, in this case, Venus and Capricorn, again, would be provided for by Saturn. Saturnine challenges that Venus and Capricorn can run into are, you know, um, excuse me, the, the kinds of difficulties that Venus and Capricorn can encounter in um, Capricorn have to do with Saturnine challenges. For example, um, let's look at some of the people on our list. Um, so Frank Sinatra, right? Uh, a classic beauty. Do you know what I mean? He just, he has that like, uh, like aged wine feeling to him. Like the, the, the sort of uh, the, the, the classic entertainer. There's something so aged and wise and mature and beautiful and timeless. And uh, it has that feeling of kind of, um, it's both, I say timeless. I, I, what I mean is it has that feeling of being like a, a classic, you know, so a, that's the golden age of Saturn that enshrines things that are so beautiful and, and grants their legacy some kind of immortality. So Frank Sinatra. However, what did Frank Sinatra say about uh, Elvis? He condemned Elvis for being, you know, um, too, basically too, well, what's the word, uh, too sexual. You know, this is too, this is, so Frank Sinatra condemned uh, what he thought of as too sexual from Elvis. However, he praised, it was George Harrison from the Beatles for something in the way she moved, saying it was like one of the best love songs ever written. Um, he, he had a way of, you know, he, I'd only like what feels to me like it's mature, sober, serious, down to earth. Not a lot of tolerance sometimes for that, which is, uh, you know, more avant-garde or outside of the box. 
sometimes the uh, within the walls, within what I think of as, and if there's anything that feels too frivolous or loose or whatever, then sometimes there's a problem. And this can lead to a kind of repression with Venus and Capricorn being too tight about what one considers, you know, beautiful. On the other hand, you have people like Bjork, who is like the definition of like a pagan wilderness, um, a sort of pagan wilderness musical goddess she is so dark but so etheric. Um, and that's, that's a Venus and Capricorn as well. Um, but you also have uh, the, the potential for some degree of obsessiveness with darkness. For example, um, David Lynch, who I'm not suggesting is, um, I'm not suggesting this is bad. David Lynch is, is definitely like all of his artwork is really dark. David Lynch, uh, who did Twin Peaks, if you don't know, he's done a lot of things, but Lost Highway, for example. But David Lynch has a real kind of morbid, dark um, imagination, and that's what he's known for. Um, but, you know, sometimes it can kind of stay in that dark, you know, this is sort of dark, barren, treed, wilderness um, vision of beauty and the kind of um, otherworldly, um, uh, the, the sort of don't, never forget that Capricorn, by the way, is an enigmatical sort of mythic sign and that the, the constellation image is that of a mythical creature, a sea goat. Um, there's something about these Venus and Capricorn individuals like Bjork and David Lynch, for example, where it's actually like way off the, the map. It has this feeling of being um, uh, the need to be defiant. Like remember the wall, the idea of Saturn and walls. Either you're inside the wall, timeless beauty, Frank Sinatra, or you're like, I'm out in the wild wilderness on the other side of the wall. And it can kind of go between those extremes. You could go get kind of get stuck in the pagan dark wilderness landscape, exotic, dark, alien, other, beautiful, rich, mysterious Capricorn. Or on the other, other side, you can come into like the classic. Here's how about James Dean, you know, another classic beauty. Of course, James Dean's sexuality um, was uh, definitely more on the outsider status. Walt Disney, right? A perfect little kingdom of, of happy, beautiful, traditional, sort of a legacy. But it was also very, for his day, it was, it was very imaginative and otherworldly. So Capricorn has that, this, this weird duality where it can be like the, what's inside the wall or what's outside the wall. And, and sometimes the two, you know, they, they meet in weird ways. RuPaul is another great example of Venus and Capricorn where there's this sense of um, going again with sexuality, going uh, out into this sort of pagan landscape. Pagan just means countryside, by the way. So all I mean by that is going outside the sort of enclosure of, you know, the city and or the status quo, you might say, is an interesting relationship back and forth between the two, though, because often the Venus and Capricorn people want to be known and they want to have a legacy for being dark or for being outside the status quo. There's still a real kind of, you know, think of the, the ambitiousness that's there in, in that Saturn world sign. And, and also Dostoevsky, who was, a, you know, dark, um, I think he was Russian, if I remember correctly, Russian, Russian novelist. I had to read Crime and Punishment um, in one of my grad degrees. And I think we read the brothers Karamazov. But at any rate, heavy stuff and often themes of isolation, alienation, loneliness, murder, but he, he managed to draw out this kind of existential beauty 
in the midst of it. Um, uh, Britney Spears is an example of the, the cookie cutter. Um, I'm going to do Disney club. I'm going to do fashion shows as a kid. I'm going to, you know, mom really put her in and up to all of this stuff. But as an adult, of course, she then struggled to like, I got to break out of all of this. I got to, I've got to, you know, I, I really need to get outside of the box of, of these, um, this kind of enclosure of being like the perfectly uh, traditional, you know, blonde haired, blue eyed, singing, dancing, successful young girl thing. And that kind of drove her nuts actually. And you remember part of one of, when she had one of her uh, mental nervous breakdowns, I believe she shaved her head. This is also very Venus and Capricorn. Um, Steve Jobs, uh, he wanted, it's very similar to Walt Disney kind of character where there's this desire for something fantastic and, and amazing and sort of outside the box, um, but also the desire to keep it in, close it off, define your legacy and, and make sure it's like rock solid, right? So, you know, if you have Apple products, there's this weird way in which it's like a little isolated world. And that's very much like Walt Disney. It's like, here's my little empire and the empire is full of my magic and my fantasy, but it's my, my little closed off world. That's Venus and Capricorn as well. So these are just some different things to think about where you can go to the extremes on either side with Saturn, with Venus in a Saturn ruled sign where Saturn can be either side of the wall that keeps one in or that blocks one out, the need to go outside the wall, the desire still to make things structured and uh, solid and, and sort of exalted and a lot of pride around status and things like that. So I hope that you've enjoyed this. Uh, that's where I'll leave it. Okay, everyone, thanks for listening and take care.